Hello, I am Lisa Obradovic and would like to welcome you to the podcast Certification Inspiration, produced by the Wound Ostomy Incontinence Nursing Certification Board, otherwise known as WOCNCB. Founded in 1978, WOCNCB is a not-for-profit professional international nursing organization certifying over 9,000 registered nurses who are specialists in the field of wound, ostomy, continence, and foot care. We are launching the Certification Inspiration podcast with a series of episodes that will discuss the different roles of a WOCNCB certified nurse, nurses sharing their own experiences. In this episode, you will hear a conversation between two WOCNCB certified nurses. Susan Salmos, a certified wound care nurse working at the University of Chicago Medicine, will be interviewing her former preceptor, Janice Caldwell, a certified wound, ostomy, and continence nurse. The topic is Jan's role as an advanced practice nurse leading an outpatient ostomy clinic. this is Susan Salmas. I'm currently a certified wound care nurse at the University of Chicago Medicine, where I primarily focus on the prevention of HAPI and other skin injuries. I'm a 2000 graduate of the Wix Full Scope WOC program, where I was fortunate enough to have Jan Caldwell as my clinical preceptor for the ostomy clinicals. Jan, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, I am an advanced practice nurse and I'm certified in wound ostomy and continence care. In my most current role now, I am the lead APN in our ostomy clinic. So that's our outpatient clinic. Um, For many years, and I've been doing this almost 40 years, I always hesitate to say it. It sounds like a lot, but honestly, I'm proud. I've been in a similar position for about 40 years. Um, I worked in the uh, acute care facility at University of Chicago as well, and at that time originally I did wound care as well, and the population at UFC is huge in terms of ostomy, so we uh, transitioned me into the APN role in the ostomy clinic since we had a lot of needs for our patients once they were discharged. Um, Some of the other things um, that um, might be on a CV, if we were reading my CV right now, would be um, I um, am the past president of WOCN, and that was almost 10 years ago that that happened. Um, I am also the past president of Friends of Ostomates Worldwide USA. That is a a charity group that collects ostomy supplies and ships them to people around the world, and I'm still on that board as well. Um, other things that I might be, um, uh, I think are really significant in my career is I've been the editor and co-editor of two of our core curriculum books for ostomy care. I think we have a great book that helps our new um, WOC or O nurses um, learn more about ostomy care. And I currently am the co section editor of the Journal of Wound Ostomy and Continence Nursing for Ostomy. I do that along with Katherine Ratcliffe. Certainly impressive accomplishments. Can you speak a little bit about how you first became interested in becoming a WOC nurse? 
Well, thinking way back when, um, I when I started out doing staff nursing, I worked on a surgical floor. And I can still remember my first ostomy patient. I can actually see him. I can see the room that he was in because he was struggling with looking at his stoma, with learning how to put a pouch on, with keeping a pouch on, with just learning how to live with a stoma. And I thought, okay, we can do this. But I realized I didn't have a lot of education, so he and I learned together. And part of that story I think is so interesting because about four or five months later, I was shopping in the mall, and here comes this gentleman. And of course I didn't recognize him. You know how you don't recognize patients when they're walking to you all clothed and feeling good because they're not patients. And he said, Jan, look, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So that was really kind of the spark that got me going. Um, I joined, I was at a different institution at the time, and I joined what was called the Patient and Nursing Education Department because I realized what um, I really enjoyed was the education of patients and helping them through a difficult time. So um, I worked there for a while and I thought I really need to focus clinically on what I'd like to do. So that was the start and it was quite a few years ago. It was before um, there was a W and a C in our name. We were ET nurses at the time. So I went to a program where I lived away from home for two months. It was a, a eight, eight week program in St. Louis at Barnes Jewish Hospital and um, got my ostomy education. Um, so what's really maybe interesting, especially people are listening to us is um, over time then I needed to get myself educated in wound and incontinence care because I was very interested in being certified and so my basic education was only an ostomy. So over the years before I became certified, and it took me a while to be certified, I needed to get myself educated in both wound and incontinence care. Uh, I think that really speaks to the experiences that you had as an early nurse and how that really drove your passion um, and all of the accomplishments that you can speak of today. Um, what do you think the most significant changes that you've seen in your 40 years as a WOC nurse? Well, that's a tough one. I think there's been a lot of changes. I love that our um, basic entry into practice is bachelor's prepared. I think that's absolutely where we need to be. And we probably actually almost need to look a little more forward. I think the acuity of the patients that we manage um, in wound ostomy incontinence care is increasing significantly. And I think if I were to look at the future, I would say uh, the majority of the care we provide probably needs to be at advanced practice nursing level. Um, I know that's something I think we can transition to in the future, but I um, have a lot of students that I precept, and when I do that, I always ask them, what, what do they think the future is? And a lot of them will say, well, I want to do what you're doing. And I say, great, because we need more people in our area, but I want you to think a little more holistically and think about how you can provide the best care to your patients, and then to look at what's happening in nursing overall. I think that nurse specialists need to compete with other specialists in other areas. And when you think about it, the entry level into physical therapy is at a doctoral level. Um, the entry level into pharmacy is the same thing. So I think as nurses, we need to be looking forward in, in the future and, and trying to figure out where we fit. And I think that's at an advanced practice level, be it at a DNP or a CNS. I think 
we still need to kind of figure all that out. So the biggest changes for me is just how um, more acute our patient population is and being careful that we're ready for that, that, uh, pr that we can really provide care to people at that level. I think those are all excellent observations. So as you think about advice for new WOC nurses, I heard that um, advanced practice is certainly a route that as somebody's finishing their WOC and looking ahead to what their perhaps their next step is, that would be a good next step. Do you have any other advice for somebody that's new within WOC nursing? Yeah, I think that um, when I talk to people who are in programs, there's always a rush to get through the program. And I get it, it's education, you may be away from work, your family to do it. But I think choosing preceptors that have well-rounded clinical practice is really important because putting together the concepts that we learn in school and applying them is can be tricky and you need to have someone who's got that experience and you need to see that in your clinical time. So I always say to people when you're in school, make sure that you take your time with your precepting and spend as much time as you can. I think the other thing I tell, I would tell a WC nurse, and I do a new one, is to make sure that they look for their colleagues outside of nursing and make sure that everyone understands what a WC nurse brings to the table. I think as nurses, we know that, and our colleagues usually know that, but I think some of the difficulties sometimes are the other people we work with be it the surgical team, the medical team, um, even people say in radiation oncology, all the areas that our patients touch, they should all know what we do. So that if a patient has an issue that we can address and they're talking to someone else about it, they can say, oh, that's right, the WOC nurse, that's their specialty, let me see if I can refer you. I think that the more we can publicize what we do, the better it will be for our patients and certainly for job security. People always say, I'm a little worried. Well, you need to get out there and you need to do some PR and let people know what you're doing. So I guess my biggest advice is make yourself visible. Make sure that if there's a committee that you could be on that has, touches at all in the practice, that you're on that committee, that you're going to meetings, that you're offering to do things like orientation of the staff, be it the medical staff, the surgical staff, the nurses for sure. So I just think it's visibility would be probably the most important thing for a new WOC nurse. I think that's key. I think as WOC nurses, we're certainly very strong patient advocates and then making sure that we advocate for ourselves and for our professional role within whatever organization we're in is key. Yeah, agree. Absolutely. Your career accomplishments are, are quite impressive. Um, as you look back at your career, what achievement or achievements are you most proud of? You can pick one or a few. Yeah. That is an interesting question. I, um, you know, I think the thing I'm, one of the things I'm most proud about is the fact that we have a freestanding ostomy nurse-led clinic. That um, is not an easy feat, and I'm sure many people listening to this understand that. Um, but what I feel very strongly about is it's not enough just to teach a patient in the hospital how to take care of their ostomy pouch. That is the beginning, and that's a great beginning. But if our goal is to have them live a good life with an ostomy, we need to be available to them in the outpatient clinic. 
And it can be a struggle because there's a lot of issues with an outpatient clinic. But what I always say to people is, we have a unique specialty. There is no one else in the hospital who has an ostomy service. Many of the other services, if someone has a problem with, um, oh, let's say a foot ulcer, they can go to plastic surgery. There's someone who might be able to look at it. But if someone has a problem with an ostomy, there's only one provider who has that. So to have a independent practice that provides a service no one else does in the outpatient clinic, I think is absolutely taking great care of our patients. Um, but it's not easy, and I know people are saying, well, you've got that, but it's, it's, it's really a project that took years and years and years, and honestly, is not over. You're continuously looking at how you're providing care. Patients leave the hospital much earlier now, so we're bringing them back to clinics sooner. We're trying to interact with the home care agencies. Um, we're making sure people have products. So um, of all the things that I think I've worked the hardest on, it's the ostomy clinic. And it's certainly the thing I'm proudest of because I think we do very comprehensive care for our patients who have ostomies. And I would add that the University of Chicago is certainly very fortunate to have you and your expertise and our patients certainly benefit from that as well. Um, if somebody were interested in starting an independent clinic within the hospital system or outpatient, how would they go about that? Do you have any advice there? Yeah, I do. I think the first thing I would say is um, the person starting the clinic needs to be an advanced practice nurse because that allows me under my license to uh, prescribe and to diagnose and to refer people. And that is really important. Now, I realize that when I look at our WOC society, that there may be, say, 30% of us that are APNs. And I think that number will probably increase. That's not always workable. But um, what I would refer people to is our most recent JWOCN has two very nice position papers on the role of the advanced practice nurse in the clinic as well as the non-advanced practice nurse. So it talks about billing issues because financially you have to put a business plan together and you have to talk about the finances of it. So if you're a non-APN and you're thinking, I know my patients need an ostomy clinic, you need to pull that article because it talks about incident to billing, which may allow someone who's not an advanced practice nurse to bill. Otherwise, you'd be looking at the paper that talks about the APN ostomy billing, which I think um, is a great article um, that two of our members did, very, very comprehensive, so it would be a great start. But, you, you know, the first thing you have to do is look for administrative support, and administrators understand problems and solutions and the financial impact. All of those things have to be put together. You also have to, when you start a clinic, look for where else your support is. For instance, for us, our support came from our surgeons. Our surgeons see all their patients in clinic and saw problems and understood when we said we needed a freestanding clinic that we needed their support. So having on board some of the high-level decision makers is important as well. You know, having a clinic is, um, it's great, but as an APN, when you assume care of the ostomy patient, you assume all of the care. 
So that means you assume if they're having, they need signature authority for supplies, if they need help getting resources outside the hospital, if they need to be referred, if you're sending them for blood work, you have to be looking at the results. The reason I mention that, because it's not just going in and seeing a patient saying, okay, I think this is the pouching system you need. Rather, you have to say, okay, does your insurance cover it? Do you know how to get it? Where are you gonna get it? Do you need a prescription for it or not? Tell them I'm your provider. I'll be able to send documentation to support it. So you have to look at kind of the big picture with a clinic because it is a lot of administrative work. You learn a lot about how the system works. You learn a lot about the financials. You learn a lot about how to bill, how not to bill, what documentation that you need to have in order to bill. I know I've talked a lot about the billing piece, but I think as nurses, we don't always learn that financial piece, at least I didn't. So that was a big piece for me when we started the clinic is finding the people in the financial offices who could sit down and help me understand the big picture. How how do we bill? How do we chart? How do we fill out the right things? How am I sure that I'm compliant with all of the regulations that go with billing? And what are the codes? You know, the whole coding of things of what is the ICD-10? You know, you hear about it, but unless you use it, you don't always understand it. So um, I think that um, at least I've become a more well-rounded person in terms of um, understanding the big picture and not just how to, to provide care. Because let's face it, I think as WC nurses, we are really good at providing care. It's not enough, and I think that's my big advice to people. It's not enough to be a good clinician. You have to have that business sense, and if you don't have it, there's someone at your institution who does. You have to find that person, you have to partner with them. I think those are all uh, great points and certainly being able to establish what the support is and what the revenue and the business model might be. I think that starts opening up doors and then we have a seat at the table where we continue to, to talk about what happens next. Um, as you think um, about what you've done within your career, what recommendations would you have for a WSC nurse that may want to follow in Jan Caldwell's footsteps? Oh, well, I think to um, probably my biggest recommendation is to understand what your focus is. To, you know, there are a lot of things as WSC nurses we can do. And I would say, I, I guess my, my career is a good example. I knew how much I enjoyed working with a patient with an ostomy. I did wound care as part of the wound care team when I first started at UFC, enjoyed it, but knew where my real passion was, and that was in ostomy care. So I think my first recommendation to anyone is to decide where your passion is, because that's what provides you with the support you need as you are doing things. I know how passionate I am about ostomy care. I know that they, we needed a clinic. I know, know we needed a good inpatient service. So that really helped me through. Um, but on the other hand, I don't want to lose some of my skill sets that I have, especially in the wound care area. And honestly, with continence as well. So even though I say to people, find where your passion is in your WOC practice, I think it's really smart for us to be have that tri-specialty because you'd be surprised how much you use the, at least for me, the wound and ostomy care um, certification that I have. So my big thing is find your passion and then use that as the driver for your practice. 
I think that's great advice. Um, I want to thank you for your time today. I know that you're very busy and you have patients more than likely that are waiting for you, but it's been a pleasure just to sit down and talk with you about your practice and your career. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for listening. WOCNCB sets the standard for wound, ostomy, continence, and foot care nursing certification by validating nurses' knowledge to provide safe, patient-centered care. Until next time, visit WOCNCB.org to learn more or contact WOCNCB at info at WOCNCB.org. And remember to follow us on social media. This podcast is produced by WOCNCB. Take care.